What's up, everybody? Happy Monday morning. Hope that you're not sitting at work. Hope that you're not driving. Well, I hope you are driving to work and listening to this podcast, but maybe you're stuck at home in the snow like me. I'm stuck. This is Will Brinson. I'm the host of the Pick 6 Podcast. Uh, six is a good number. Six is the number of inches of snow we got in Raleigh on uh, on Sunday morning. Pretty exciting stuff. Got to play in the snow with my son and my, my wife all day and watch some football. Six, also the number of cookies that I ate on Sunday uh, because my Robbie and AK made some cookies and I ate a bunch of them. And six, Sean, also the number of points that the Los Angeles Rams scored against your Chicago Bears as they essentially sent a memo to all of the teams that says, hi, we'd like to be there for the Super Bowl party too. Oh, by the way, yeah. this is the recap show. Sorry. Sean Wagner McGuff, John Breach, Ryan Wilson. What's up, guys? What's up? Carry on, Sean. We don't need to we, we know each other. Let's get to this. Yeah, I just I uh <laughs> I just wanted to say, look, the Rams only scored six points, but you can't put too much into this because look, Todd Gurley wasn't on the field, he wasn't playing, Aaron Donald wasn't out there. Um oh wait, oh I see what happened. They were just so invisible out there, I thought they weren't on the field. Boy, that was uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna give you uh a six out of 100 for humor on that, too. Yeah, the, the problem is that I've, I've been thinking about this since the fourth quarter, and, you know, the execution was too plotted out in my mind. Yeah. Um, you want to try it again? Start over. I'm going to so, yeah, try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Smug, because a week ago on this podcast, I asked Brinson, what do you think the line's going to be? He correctly said, Rams are going to be favored by three. I said, that's insane in Chicago. Chris Collinsworth in the second quarter was talking about how shocked he was what the Bears were doing to the Rams. I don't think anyone should have been shocked. This idea that the Bears aren't one of the elite teams was always um, BS. Um, they proved it again tonight. Look, Mitch Trubisky threw three interceptions, and they won this game handedly. Um, there's there's not much to say. The Bears established that they can win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they will, but they are good enough. They just beat a one-loss <laughs> one Rams team. They are good enough to win the Super Bowl. They proved it here tonight. They're going to make the playoffs. The Packers can't catch them. I can put that idea and just put it to bed. I'm done with that idea. The Bears are winning the division, I think, because I think the Vikings are going to lose to Seattle tomorrow or today. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a great win for the Bears, but I'm not that surprised. And, I'm really not. And that, Father, is why I should get to go to the Weezer show this weekend. <laughs> 100, 100%. I'm going to press my khakis and get in the car. Father. I am and a grown we, we man. point out that Sean usually wears uh, some danky tank top. When he's on this podcast today, he is out in force with his Chicago Bears sweatshirt or long sleeve T-shirt. What is that, Sean? I can't even tell. It's, like, it's a crew neck. I, I do think I do think on this on this Rams Bears thing. Look, the Bears were awesome, and the the defense showed up in a big way at home in a big spot on a national nationally televised game where the Rams were favored coming in. I picked the Bears to win the game. I, I, I bet the Bears money line. I had the Bears in that money line parlay I mentioned on Friday. I hope people took that. I hope people took the Cardinals out and put the Raiders in because you got a lot of money if you did that. We'll get to that in a second, Ryan. Um, but I, I think what's really interesting about this to me is that Mitchell Trubisky struggled and the Bears still won, as Sean noted. But this is the kind of weather that you're going to have to deal with in the playoffs. Now, it's not going to happen if you're in Los Angeles unless it rains. And it's not going to happen if you're in New Orleans. But, you know, so I mean, where's like, it going to happen? Chicago, where the Bears will probably host a playoff game. I mean, like, they're just going to have to go win – what one game on the road, right? I mean, just I mean, you win one game at home and win one game on the road, uh, maybe two games on the road. So, but but the, the flip side of that, the flip side of that is that the Rams are not going to have to play in cold weather. All they do is win one more game. They get home, or they they get a playoff bye if they win one more game, and then 
they're either playing in LA or they're playing in New Orleans. So you don't have to worry about playing in this 25 degree horrible weather. Like it was 25 degrees in Nashville today. I didn't even want to be typing on the computer. I lived in California for a long time. I know Jared Goff feels. So like I don't hold anything against the Rams here. This game told me nothing. Sorry, Sean. The Bears. Um, go ahead. I'm just I, – I don't like this idea that the Rams lost because it was 25 degrees out. It wasn't snowing. It wasn't raining. The ball wasn't wet. Jared Goff has played in cold weather before. I, I, I hate that this idea, and I tweeted about it during the game, that Jared Goff is going to struggle, and the take the next morning is going to be, can Jared Goff win a game in cold weather? Jared Goff didn't struggle because the weather was cold. Jared Goff struggled because he went against the best defense in football, and the game just happened to be played – in a city where the weather is cold. Or maybe Sean McVay struggled in the cold weather. Sean McVay, Sean McVay, Sean McVay did take the blame for the game afterwards. Alright, right, better, better point. Like, like, even if you don't want to blame it on the weather, I still think, and the weather point may have just been stupid. Um, the, uh, the, but the, the Bears defense is going to create issues for quarterbacks like Jared Goff. Um, you know, Drew Brees can probably be fine because he's played good defenses and if he has to play him in New Orleans, he'll be okay. But I mean, like, that, it's, <laughs> He's that's what the Cowboys just did to him. The Bears right. took that blueprint. Right. I mean, that's that's sort of my point. Is that I think that the Cowboys and the Bears are not threats to be taken lightly because they can come, they can play this type of defense that can neutralize these offenses that have sprouted up. And it's just fascinating to see this on a Sunday night, two, three weeks, whatever it is, after the Rams and Chiefs had an incredible shootout. Friendly reminder, defense still wins championships. Uh, do you think – that the Rams, Ryan, should be concerned. Like, what, like, what's your level of concern if you're the Rams? I mean, you know, they, they still have everything in place. They've gotten healthier on the defensive side. They added Dante Fowler. Uh, they're going to get a buy. Yeah, they're going to get a buy. They, 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 here's the thing. They have two easy, three game, easy games. Here's what had to happen. Uh, if or the question was, can the Bears find a way to stop that zone stretch they do with Todd Gurley? Starts it off with the running game. That gets the running game going, and then they. We have uh, Jared Goff throwing the ball down the field out of that little zone stretch play. He does the little bootlegs, and everything comes off of that. And then that that was virtually unstoppable for the first half of the season. Uh, the Bears found a way to stop it, and that's by tackling Todd Gurley behind the line of scrimmage repeatedly. I think he had 11 carries for what? How many yards did he have, Sean? Like 25 or something? Something ridiculous. 27 or something. Yeah, yeah 2.5 yards per 28. Carry. Ready to So yes, they stopped Todd Gurley, and after that, everything else broke down. So the blueprint is uh, get the Bears front seven. And then stop Todd Gurley. No one else has been able to do that. But maybe the Cowboys could do it if they're in a situation where they have to play the Rams in the playoffs. I don't know. But the Bears are clearly far and away the best team, best defense in the league. And depending on how this thing plays out, we're going to have conversations about how do they compare to the your 2008 Steelers, the 2000 Ravens, and, of course, the conversations about the 85 Bears if it gets to that point. But, I mean, they are balling. And you sort of hit on it, Brinson. This is the day and age where – we're talking about throwing the football down the field. We had 105 points in that, that Rams-KC game a few weeks ago, and this was a arse-whooping. I mean, they scored six points, the fewest total uh, points they scored previously this season, 23. Every Sean McVay team in Los Angeles had scored a touchdown until Sunday night. So there's a lot to take away from this, and I think the biggest takeaway is that it was freezing cold weather in Chicago, and the, the Rams would have won anywhere else. How effing sexy okay. breach is it was that? Fake that play action fake to Akeem Hicks and then the touchdown pass from Mitchell Trubisky to Bradley Sowell, who by the way, an offensive, so he, they play fake to a defensive lineman, throw a touchdown to an offensive lineman who ended up with more touchdowns than the Rams. 
I, the thing that's crazy here is that you have these two Andy Reid. We had Doug Peterson last year doing all these crazy things, and now we have Nagy this year. And when they showed up, and it's not just a goal line formation. They brought out all offensive linemen, all defensive linemen. Was there even, like, a, a specialty player, a running back or a wide receiver on the field? I mean, if you're a defense, what do you even do in that situation? I would, like, take a knee because I'd be so confused. There's There's no rhyme or reason. You don't know who to cover. You don't know who you're supposed to stop. And then you you fake it to your running back who's not even a running back because he's a defensive lineman. And then that, that was just a great play call. And, and as soon as they scored that touchdown, it it was game over. The, the Rams were just so befuddled. They were so flummoxed. They had no clue what was going on. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Nagy has done a fantastic job of, of calling plays on offense. And obviously the defense has been carrying the team. But anytime you dominate like that in a game where your quarterback throws three interceptions, I mean, that's an impressive win. I give Sean crap, but – you know, the Bears did look really good. I, I wouldn't win the Super Bowl. Though. Let me say this quickly, though, Sean. The They're issue winning the is Super Bowl? Is that what Trubisky. you just said? Yeah, I was, I was joking about that. The issue but. is Trubisky Maybe. because that was the issue coming in. It remains the issue. He was actually playing well before he got hurt, and now he looks like the guy who can't complete a pass longer than 10 yards down the field. I'm not even joking. Like, when they were throwing 8 to 10 yards down the field, they were fine. When they were running the ball, they were fine. But if he has to throw a 15-plus, it's going to be high, and it's going to be intercepted. Now, does that get better? Over the next three weeks? Well, well, I think the encouraging thing is that I don't think – I don't know how much better it gets, but he, I don't think he's going to be this bad. Um, like, he hasn't been this bad most of the season. Um, and if he is this bad and the Bears are still beating the Rams by nine points, I think that's a good sign because I don't think he's going to be – he's not going to be this bad can. the rest of the way. Yeah, you're not beating the Saints in New Orleans if Mitch Trubisky plays like that. I have bad news for you. Bad news, Bears. No, but I don't, but I don't think he's playing this poorly the rest of the way. He's been up and down, but he hasn't been this bad. Okay, I mean that's just a weird way to answer the question. It just won't happen. He won't do it again. You know, um, sure. All right, go enjoy the Weezer show. Uh, moving along to the uh, to the Cowboys and I Eagles. Do you guys hate Weezer? Or something? I love I, I love Weezer. I like Weezer. Yeah, it just so seems why, like why, I don't understand why that was the band you guys. You're definitely the Weezer. I don't know. It just seems like a funny band that like you would say at like 15 years old. You're like father. I will attend the Rivers Cuomo acoustic solo show. I've actually seen Weezer like five times, that just at it. festivals and stuff. I've I've never seen Weezer. I've seen No Doubt with uh, Bush. Don't know if you heard about Bush. They once did the uh, Genesis halftime show on Monday Night Football. Big band. Yeah, yeah, she was married to the lead singer Gavin Rossdale, if I recall. This is before they got together. That's right, Gwen Stefani. Don't know if you ever heard of her. Was this when they got together? Uh the first story. Yeah, that's what the, I, he I, was there. Jeez, he officiated I thing. was like 14. I got dropped off by my parents. So like before they had Uber and bird scooters. I rode a bird for the first time this weekend. I tell you, or this is that past week. Did I tell you about that? I don't even know. Crash? No, dude. It was awesome. I, I was like, we, uh, went to an NC State basketball game at Reynolds Coliseum, had three beers beforehand. And uh, me and my buddy Nathan were like flying around downtown Raleigh on these bird scooters. It's pretty tense. Brenton admitting to a DUI. I, yeah, just, just I, I, I can't. Yes. <laughs> Next Sunday, Brinson's not hosting. I was riding in the road to SUI. SUI. I was riding on the sidewalk too, laughing at the authorities of Sprint. So just those. taking out pedestrians. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, By the way, you can get a DWI on a horse, just so you know. Yeah. But the best part about the bird scooters is they all have these little uh, bells on them, so you can like come flying up on somebody and start ringing the bell, like, excuse if me. If you're ever wondering how to make Brinson more annoying, give him a scooter <laughs> with a bell on it. This yeah. is not endearing yourself to anyone. Uh, they, they, need, they need to put a breathalyzer on it. Yeah, they do. Um, okay, moving along, the Cowboys and the Eagles played a game of football on Sunday afternoon. 
I think I was actually going to go in a different direction with this, but that's fine. We'll go Cowboys-Eagles because I think that was the bigger game. Much like the Bears, man, the Cowboys just I, – I, I, I mean, I, I wrote – I did my story of the Sunday Pile piece, and it's one big apology to, to Jerry Jones because I was wrong. I thought the Amari Cooper trade was stupid. To give a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, who, look, had his ups and downs, dealt with drops with the Raiders, wasn't always great. He's been outstanding for the Cowboys. When you look at the numbers, six games with the Raiders, six games with the Cowboys. And by the way, uh, Dallas won this game in overtime 29-23. to Amari Cooper caught the game-winning touchdown, screwed anybody who bet on the, the Eagles, me, uh, plus three-and-a-half, because it should have been a field goal to win. That's what Jason Garrett likes to do. Amari, six games with the Raiders, 32 uh, targets, 22 catches at 68%, 280 yards, one touchdown, six games with the Cowboys, 40 catches on 53 targets, 642 yards, and six touchdowns. He also helped propel me into the semifinals of our editorial fantasy league. Uh, Sean will be there. Ryan might be there. Breach, no, no. Um, <laughs> sorry, John. Um, and, and here's... Here's the crazy thing about the Cowboys offense. When you look at it with Amari Cooper, before Amari Cooper and after he got there, they're averaging 4.6 more first downs per game since Amari Cooper got there. Their third down conversion rate has spiked from 31.9% to 47.5%. They have 29 first downs before he got there, 48, I mean third down conversions, 48 since he got there. And if you look at Amari Cooper, he's accounted for 29 um, of those first down uh, first down plays. I mean, this is a guy, they're just, I mean, they're just a way better team now that they've got Amari Cooper, Sean. Yeah. And I think the, I mean, not to sell his performance short, he also had the last three touchdowns for the Cowboys in the game. Sure. Um, every single one put them ahead until he scored the one in overtime, 217 yards, 13 targets. Um, I think what it does in addition to him just being a good player is it forces the Cowboys conservative play callers to modernize their offense. If you look at their personnel splits, we were talking about this. The amount of times they've used three wide receivers since Amari Cooper has gotten there has gone up something like 10%. Um, so I think it just forces the Cowboys play callers to take a more aggressive mindset because they have another, um, they have, they have an actual wide receiver one out there and then they can, they feel comfortable throwing two other receivers out there alongside them. That also means when they're running with Zeke, who has been incredible since Cooper got there, they're not running in these two tight end jumbo sets. They're actually running with three wide receivers on the field, which spaces uh, spaces the defense out. So I, I think that is just as big as the stats and his touchdowns. It's just his presence and how that forces the Cowboys to call plays. Cool. I agree with you completely, and I think that it takes takes the heat off Zeke Elliott. They've, they've, uh, and one of the things that's notable about the stats too, when you look at it, like you'd think, oh man, the Cowboys are converting all these third downs, they're piling up all these first downs, scoring more touchdowns. And Dak Prescott's stats have gone way up. He's ten percent increase in his completions, uh, nearly a fifty yard per game increase in terms of his yards per game. Um, had eight touchdowns, four interceptions before Amari got there. Six touchdowns, one interception since he got there. The Cowboys are only scoring like two more points per game. And I think it's strictly because Jason Garrett is a conservative wimp when it comes to the red zone and he won't get aggressive down there and he, and he, he plays for field goals. Like he gets off on kicking field goals to win games. And that's just like what turns him on and he's into it and that's fine, but it's annoying. And I think at some point it's going to catch up to the Cowboys in the playoffs. Yeah, well, it, kind of, it almost caught up to them a month ago when they were a terrible team. We were talking about Jason Garrett getting fired until Jerry Jones came out and said he's going to keep him around, and then he's going to also extend Dak Prescott. 
I think I didn't see all this game. I saw towards the end, but I saw people tweeting that Dak was playing terribly early on. But uh, he played solidly down the stretch. They had the ball the entire length of the overtime until they they scored that sort of crazy touchdown when Russell Douglas batted it up for Amari to run in. And it's also sort of funny that it took the Cowboys this long to figure out they needed a wide receiver when everyone knew this offseason that's exactly what they needed. And we were talking about how the Cowboys, unlike the Rams and, and the Eagles, were doing Dak wrong by not building around him when they had the chance now that he's on his rookie deal. We got to pay him this offseason 20-something million. But to make a deep playoff run, maybe it works out okay. The, the big issue for our buddy and coworker Jared Dubin is that they're going to extend. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ginger Magoo over there, uh, Jason Garrett. <laughs> so if you're happy with that, I suppose it's fine. But a lot of Cowboys fans are. The defense is balling out. And I think there are actually a lot of similarities between the Cowboys and the Bears. Defense is stepping up. The quarterbacks are, you don't, you're not sure what's going to get day in and day out. There's a strong running game and they have similar playmakers, uh, on the outside. So we'll see how this goes. I feel like if the Bears played in Chicago or in Dallas or the Cowboys played in Chicago, those teams would win, you know, 50 50. That's how, that's how they're playing right now. One, we're killing Jason Garrett. I do want to point out that on that go-ahead touch, the game-winning touchdown drive, he actually went for a fourth and one oh, very surprising at one. the 20-yard line, yep, and then three plays right. later, they win the game. So a, a little bit of credit there. Um, I don't think they would have gone for a fourth down if Mari Cooper doesn't cut. The touchdown, by the way, came on a tip pass that yeah, goes straight up lucky. into there, and he catches lucky. it. Yep. Um, and then the other thing, to your point about Dak not playing well early and the red zone problems, the Cowboys should have killed the Eagles in this game. It should never gotten to this point. I mean, you look at the stats, they had twice as many first downs, more than twice as much yardage. Um, I think, tw- yeah, um, 10 times as many third down conversions. Um, the Eagles were terrible. 10, ten yeah. times. The Eagles were terrible in this game and Dak had a couple really bad turnovers, three turnovers specifically, one of which came in the end zone, and then the other two led to nine of the Eagles' points that tied it at 9-9 in the fourth quarter. So I, th- I think the Cowboys have troubles fi- finishing drives, uh, but they were clearly the better team. Throughout how, this game. how many times have you seen a team that scored 29 points and won a football game have more first downs than points? Because the Cowboys had 32 first downs in this game. Once. That's, that's the only time I ever seen. Yeah, that's the only time I ever seen it. John, you got to well, Let me say real quick is that this game, everything Sean just said, the Cowboys should have won like 55 to 17. This should not have even been close. Brinson, you knocking them in the red zone. They had, uh, they had the turnover, the interception in the end zone that Sean was talking about when they, that was inside the 25 yard line. Then they kicked two field goals when they were inside Philly's 10 yard line. And when they were doing that, it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is Jason Garrett all over again. They drove all the way down the field. They're only getting field goals. When you're only up 9 nothing. you feel like it's absolutely a game you could lose. And the Eagles' offense was just trash for basically three quarters. And somehow they're still in the game because of the Cowboys' lack of ability to get in the end zone. I think they were one of four in the red zone by the end of the game. Uh, so I definitely think that's still a concern going forward. Of course, you know, I think after this game, their whole red zone offense is going to be throwing it to Amari Cooper on every play. So, you know, if that works, it works. Who would you rather have to win the NFC, Ryan? Bears or the Cowboys? Like, who do you think is more likely? Uh, well, they're both winning their divisions. Yeah. I just feel like it depends on where they're playing. Uh, I think I'm going to take, I'll go with the, the, the Bears just because that defense is dominating. I, I love what the, the Cowboys have done defensively with Jalen Smith and uh, uh, Van Der Esch and Byron Jones in the back and Demarcus Lawrence. You know about all those guys. But, I mean, you could go down the line with the Bears defensive players. 
and they're just dominating. Dak's playing much better than, or not much better. Yeah, Dak's He's more better, consistent, yeah. it feels like, than Trubisky. But uh, I'll go with the Bears for now. Um, Sean, we know who you're going to take. John, Cowboys or Bears? To better chance of winning the NFC. Yeah. And by the way, both have more greater than 99% chance of making the playoffs. The Cowboys have a three-game lead in their division with three to play. Uh, the Bears play the Vikings and the Packers again, but I think one more win in the Bears' clutch. I would say absolutely the Bears, and that's because I feel like the Seahawks are kind of locked into that fifth spot, especially if they win tomorrow. And I feel like the Bears are locked in that third spot. And the Seahawks are the team I would want to avoid. I think the Cowboys would be stuck playing them in the first round. And the Bears will roll over whoever the sixth seed is. And then they might do what they did to the Rams in the next round. And then who knows from there? And absolutely the Bears over the Cowboys. I like You know this. who I would take, but I think coaching matters. And I think Nagy is a substantial upgrade over Garrett. That's actually a really good point, which is I'm now not going to make fun of you for doing your little the Bears but haven't beaten Trubisky or Prescott. Tweet. Dak. Dak. Probably Dak. Yeah. You take Dak right now. Uh, Dak has turned, turned a quarter, man. It's pretty crazy. 455 yards for Dak. All right. Uh, moving along to the AFC North. Dun, 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 dun. That's not actually NFL music, but that was, uh, what was that? What kind of music was I that? I have a tiger. I have a tiger. Why was I playing? I have a tiger. I don't know. Did you watch Rocky Three this weekend? Uh, I did not. I did not. Uh, I am drinking red wine though. It's late on Sunday, so maybe that's the answer. Um, Ryan, I have some bad news for you. I don't know. If you, don't know if you caught this. The Steelers lost to John Gruden and the Raiders. Well, as Sean pointed, pointed out previously, <laughs> I've been saying this for two weeks. You, you, I think you predicted this. Yeah, they're zero and three. Big Ben was zero and three. He's now one four against Oakland. Mike Tomlin was three and eight. Now he's three and nine when he travels west of the Mississippi, or at least plays in the two far uh, westernmost time zones. They leave on Saturday, usually late on Saturday. I think left a little earlier this week, and they seem ill-prepared. And the way the game unfolded, they were ill-prepared. I don't know if you guys heard about this afterwards because you moved on with your lives, but Roethlisberger came out with a rib injury at halftime, and um, Josh Dobbs came in and played horribly because he's you know, he's a quarterback who hasn't played very much, and he's not very good. Turns out Roethlisberger could have come in a few series before that final series where he led a touchdown drive where he went 6-for-6 six six for 70-something yards and uh, tied, uh, took the lead. Um, he didn't come in because he never got the word from Tomlin. Tomlin said afterwards that, yeah, he, he maybe should have come in, but we felt like, what did he say? We were in the rhythm and flow of the game. So here's how the Steelers' second half results before Big Ben returned. Here's how they went. Punt. Turnover and downs. Interception. Punt. So I don't know what the rhythm was, but fans were up in arms after he said that after the game. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why he would say that. But, yeah, they lost a – there is nothing more embarrassing than listening to John Gruden's Raiders. So uh, they were extremely lucky to have uh, the Ravens sort of pee uh, away that game. I don't know if I can say the, the P-I-S-S word. Piss away that you, game. You can say piss should, away. Yeah, sure. They should have beaten the Chiefs. I if mean, I quote Cordero Patterson on junk and whatnot, you can say piss away. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, so that happened. Uh, we'll get to these games. But the Patriots lost. The Chargers almost lost. There are a lot of reasons the Texans lost. A lot of reasons the Steelers needed, needed to win that game. They had, four, they had four left. That was an easy win, and the Bengals were, was supposedly to be an easy win at the end of the Week 17. Now they have the Patriots and the Saints, and uh, they could lose the division. In fact, I feel like there's probably a better than 50% chance that they do lose the division to the Ravens. It's just a matter of can they hang on against the Jeff Driscoll-led Bengals in Week 17 and find a way to backdoor the way into the playoffs. Uh, I have bad news for you. So more bad news. Um, so the Steelers are uh, what, what's the Steelers' record right now? Seven, seven six, five and one. Seven five and one or seven six and one? 
Six, yeah. Yeah, seven, nope, seven five and one. Yes, yeah, yeah, seven five. Okay, Steelers are seven five. Right, these ties are super annoying late in the season. Um, the Steelers are seven five and one. They need to get to nine, nine six and one. They have to win nine games. They have to beat either the if they don't win nine games, they're not going to get in. And even if they win nine games, they might not get in because the Titans and the and the Colts play each other in week seventeen, which means that if the Ravens were to go two and one to close out. The Ravens would be at, uh, at nine and, um, what, nine and seven, right? Mm-hmm. Nine and seven. Um, and if the Steelers go one and two, and then the Titans and Colts win a couple of games, all of a sudden the Steelers might miss the playoffs. Yeah, but, so what, if you win the division but have a worse record, the record overtakes the division. That's right, right? In the tiebreaker? If you, what? Because the Steelers can beat the, the, the Steelers can beat the Bengals and win the division but have a worse record than the Ravens. No. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> how much are you drunk, Ryan? No, well, they can't. They can't. They can't. They, they they won't tie at the top of the division though because the Steelers have a tie, so that's not even an yeah. issue. Oh, know, right, right. But they'll. But I mean, they'll have the the win loss over the the other three teams in the division if they beat the if, if they beat the Bengals in Week 17. That's my point. Correct? No, no, they'll have a worse record. So look, no, no. the Steelers are. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. right. Well, no, but it doesn't matter. Division record, no matter what, because the Ravens already have three division losses. Right, right, but it doesn't matter. Right. So the, the, I was just double checking that the overall record overtakes, uh, supersedes the division. Yes, record. yes, yes. The, it's the not like the, it's not like the ACC or anything. So yeah. the the just double checking. If to, the steel if the Steelers go, if the Steelers don't beat one of the Patriots and or Saints. Then the, that means if they lose both of those games, that means the best they can finish is eight, seven, and one. Right. And yeah, if they right. finish eight, seven, and one, they are not going to make the playoffs. That that very well could happen. Do you think? What do you think? What do you think will happen? Oh, I, they're not beating the Patriots or the Saints. I said that from Jump Street. I said they need to beat the Raiders no matter what, but they weren't going to. They were going to struggle to do it. I don't know why that spread was eleven or fourteen, whatever it ended up being. And I'm not. I mean, they usually beat the the Bengals. The breach can attest to that. But the way things are going and the way they're they're so you know playing. Terribly undisciplined football. They could lose to Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll did not play terribly today against the Chargers in in uh, that little soccer stadium in Carson, California. So yeah, a lot has to go right now. Uh, like I said, the Ravens should have won. I think they play the the Buccaneers next, and the Buccaneers had played well for three quarters today. So, but I mean, the Ravens are going to win that game, and then the only tough game they have left is the Chargers. I think they're going to beat the Chargers, and then they play the Browns. So you have to hope that they lose to the Chargers and Browns. But if you're the Steelers, this is your own doing. So if they miss it, you know, that's on them, and then they can make excuses for what happened. I think you start with why you're not playing Big Ben in a game in Oakland where you're terrible against the Raiders. Yeah, the whole thing is really bizarre because, I mean, the first month of the season we're on here giggling about how the Steelers stink and they're, they're going to be terrible, and it, then it starts to sort of look true, and then they flip it around and stomp the Panthers. They go on this run. They haven't won a football, they haven't won a football game since before Thanksgiving. Yep, they won six in a row, lost three in a row. I got my and Christmas they, tree up, man. Like, what's going on? I mean, like, it's crazy. The like, last four games, they've won or lost in the final second, uh, final 20 seconds, I think, and they're one and three in those games. Last now, games. I'll, I'll give them, you know, give them a little bit of credit. Like, three of those four games have been on the road, but three of those four games on the road were to crap teams. I mean, they lost, they, well, should, they lost the Broncos, but the Broncos, they should have beat that. They should beat the Broncos. Broncos they are should, decent. Should have beat the, they, they beat the Jaguars. Lost to the Jaguars. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If not for Blake Bortles, Bortles in it up. Uh, the Chargers game, they got cheated by the refs. That's what I'll go with, uh, at the end of the year conversation we have about the Steelers imploding. And then, uh, <laughs> this game, 
you know, lost to the Raiders. Well, you have to own that. I don't know how you yeah. explain that to people. You got to look in the mirror, say it with your shirt right. off, and say it out loud, and see how That's you right. feel. See how you feel when you go to bed that night. And let me throw in because Ryan's bringing up this total craziness about Tomlin saying that the, the offense was just in a rhythm and Ben wasn't ready to go in or whatever. And it's like you mentioned the three possessions coming out of the second half, but what about the three at the end of the first half while Ben was running the offense? They went touchdown. Missed field goal, which he drove them down to scoring easily. It's Boswell's fault. And so they went touchdown, missed field goal, touchdown. So Roethlisberger li- literally led them straight down the field on three straight possessions. And then for some reason, Tomlin thought it would be smart to keep them on the bench for an extra possession or two. That makes it was zero like score. I mean, that's literally a fireable offense if they miss the playoffs. That I mean, if I'm an owner, that there's no viable explanation for that nope. that is like a john gruden move that he would do to Derek carr except he didn't because Derek carr pulled some magic act in the fourth quarter but beside that point and then ben comes in right back in and you know leads a touchdown drive and that six crazy hook six. and ladder on the net i mean my god so it, it just is completely baffling and uh you know well so you yeah, need so to get the bottom of that one that's stupidity coupled with uh boswell i don't know what happened to that guy he he's been jinxed fell down on the final field goal uh honked a uh field goal early in the game doinked one off the uh upright and the extra point that somehow snuck in but uh look when a guy named lee smith the closer for the ba- uh, for the, the cubs in the 80s he just he just uh down, just got to the hall of fame tonight just got to the hall of fame and he took he celebrated by scoring on the steelers for the game-winning touchdown or maybe it was carrier the other guy either way that's some embarrassing stuff there. Yeah, I don't know what Tomlin's excuse is. There is no excuse. It's hard to explain. You can you can say, well, if Boswell hadn't missed those field goals, it shouldn't have been in that situation. Uh, that's that's the story. So underrated, I'll, underrated. Sean McDermott, I wouldn't have done that. That's right, Sean McDermott. We'll get to Sean McDermott in a minute. Uh, underrated, <laughs> but the uh, the the Steelers did allow Derek Carr and the Raiders to um, go a total of 153 yards on two drives that totaled up 22 plays in the fourth quarter. Both of which um, ate up large chunks of time and led to 14 points for the Raiders in the fourth quarter. Like, I'm sorry, put the put your foot on their neck and bury the Raiders, okay? Are you, are you want to be a team you that wins? You know how you do that? You, you bring your your chubby veteran quarterback off the bench and let him play. That might help because yeah. your defense is terrible. We knew we know that. Yeah. Well, the Steel. I think the Steelers are going to miss the playoffs. I'm going to look right. Uh-huh. Ravens are going to win the division. Did you just, That's fine. Did you, your voice you crack? Did your voice once? crack? Did your, voice huh? cra- did your voice crack there? I just went through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. I'm going to petition the league just, about this. Uh, you just laughed. You, you just. You just laughed, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. So Sean. Second, <laughs> second, <laughs> second, <laughs> second, <laughs> second time. <laughs> second right. time through. Ryan's going through male menopause right now. It's, it's good times. Uh, the Ravens lost. They did fall to seven and six. They had the Chiefs right where they wanted them. Lamar Jackson looked awesome in that game. Um, yeah, it, come on. I thought he looked awesome. Dude. That's not the takeaway from this game, though. He looked better last week. The takeaway from this game is that Patrick Mahomes could throw uh, no-look passes? Is that your takeaway? It's that he won MVP. He won the okay. MVP that, on this that's night? look pass. And barring a collapse. Craziest pass I've ever seen in my entire football viewing life. And I just lapped Sean on the puberty trail. So I've seen a lot of football. It was, I don't know what he was doing. Like, it doesn't even make – even. I was thinking about it. Even if you're looking, you have your head pointed to the right, but your eyes are going left. How do you make that throw? He still threw across his body like he had just learned, learned how to throw a football like 15 minutes before that. It's, and he threw it accurately at like 100 miles an hour. Insane. Yeah. 
He's, he, I, I agree. I think that he is going to win MVP. Um, uh, one of our, uh, listeners, I think it's, I don't want to, I, I got a lot of DMs, most, but a lot of DMs from Ohio State fans who said mean things about me and my family after I, Wait, I why did they say those mean things? Again? I, last week I tweeted that I was like, I, I think if Urban Meyer was, you know, if he was in the college football playoff, if he had lost to Purdue, he'd be healthy enough to coach and not be retiring. Urban Meyer's wife tweeted something about me. I don't know what it is. She blocked me too. Um, she like apparently like accused me of like, um, being a terrible person and a terrible parent and like, Maybe ran over a woman. None I mean, of these things are wrong. Lie. Um, <laughs> I had to duck and cover for about 48 hours because Ohio State fans were like tweeting like, CBS Sports, fire this guy, fire this guy. He's a horrible human being. It's like, look, none of that's wrong. But do you think Urban would be retiring if he if he was in the college football playoff? Hell no. He'd be like, I feel great. Meanwhile, you're on a bird scooter drunk while these people are tweeting, fire this guy. <laughs> Maybe I need to reassess my life. Uh, actually, that was happening. No, it was happening at the same time. I was in the game. I was getting these notifications. I was like, what is going on? Shelly Myers sending me into, uh, into, into blast zone. Um, anyway, uh, it's Alexander Ward was the, uh, was the, uh, the podcast listener who found Mahomes at plus 150 on a site, an offshore site and bet him to win the MVP. Breeze was still the favorite. If, if for some reason to see that, if Mahomes is 100 minus 110 or minus 150 or anything less, bet Mahomes. He's going to win this award. Breeze has cooled off enough. Uh, but yeah, Mahomes looked great. He actually had a slow day. Looked like he was going to have 250 yards or something like that. And he blew up for 377 and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill on a one foot had 14 targets, eight catches, 139 yards. Travis Kelsey caught a touchdown. Um, look, I thought Lamar Jackson had two, he had two passing touchdowns and he ran the ball for 71 yards. I thought he was good. I think he's going to have a huge game next week against Tampa Bay. And then he's going to come back to earth against the Chargers and, uh, and Browns. But I think the Ravens are going to get in the playoffs. Yeah, no, maybe. My only issue, he played better this week than last week is what I meant to say earlier. No doubt about that. He struggled last week against the Falcons, I thought. Uh, but again, at the very end, RG3 had to come in because he took a big hit. Lamar did. And, um, you know, that's a lot to ask for RG3, who, you know, we don't be having them. But here's the deal about the, the offense that the Ravens are running. And I get it. You don't go back to Joe Flacco at this point. Lamar Jackson's your guy going forward. But he has to get better, much in the same way we talk about uh, Trubisky, who has to get better. Trubisky's a better player than Lamar right now. But if you get behind... You're not coming back with this offense. It's not built to come back because they have to run the ball. So if it's the fourth quarter and you're down by nine points and you have eight minutes to go, you can't say, okay, I need you to start throwing the ball because he just can't do it consistently. So that's the issue. And, uh, but if they're, if the game's three, seven points, you're fine. And that's, that's the issue. That's why you have that great defense. But if something happens and you go up against a Mahomes who struggles or who gets hot and then you find yourself down, I don't know what the recipe is for that. You don't have, uh, Roethlisberger coming out of the, Thomas H. Crapper, and once he gets himself composed, coming off the bench to lead you back. You, you don't have that on your bench. But the, the other part of that is the first thing you just said, Ryan, with you, if you're starting quarterback, you don't even know if he's going to make it through four quarters from week to week. That's a problem. You know, we, that's the second week in a row we saw Lamar Jackson get knocked out of a game, and we have RG3 coming in. If that happens in the playoffs, you know, are you putting RG3 in? You're putting Joe Flacco in. You can't have your starting quarterback getting knocked out in the second quarter, the fourth quarter, whatever quarter it is. And that's just something that is a legitimate concern when you're running him 10 or 15 times a game. So, you know, if the Ravens do make the playoffs and RG or, uh, Lamar Jackson's running the ball 15 times, he's going to get beat up. And, and, you know, what's your backup plan? Is your backup plan Joe Flacco, who's just going to be depressed and probably not even, you know, like he's not happy. Or do you go with RG3 and uh, hope that dude's going to win you a playoff game? Just an odd situation. 
I think Joe Flacco is going to play in the playoffs. I think Joe Flacco is no going to play. John Harbaugh is getting – he's he might have a case for keeping his job if this works out. He doesn't have a case for keeping his job. You know what the fans would do if they brought him back in? And he goes out there and throws four interceptions. <laughs> I'm saying, like, if Lamar Jackson struggles or throws a pick. No. I, I think you see Joe Flacco against the Chargers. I, I You know what? I put that question to our buddy Vinny Serrato, who now works in, at Baltimore, the radio station. And he said people would go absolutely crazy. And after the way that Lamar, they're three, they're three and one now, but they were three and zero. Oh. Fans aren't going to go for that. They hate Joe Flacco, right or wrong. I think you know Joe Flacco is the next quarterback of either the Raiders or the Giants. So get used to that Raiders or Giants fans. But there's no way I think the Raiders, or the Jags, Broncos. Yeah, there you go. He'll, he'll be anywhere but Baltimore. Bengals. But if you bring him in, so they're going to beat Tampa Bay. You're going to bring him in for the next char- the Chargers game. Why? How do you explain that? Because you're losing and you need to come back and you got to have somebody who can throw it down the field. Well, they didn't do okay. that. Well, he wasn't active today, so they couldn't. But, have done but that. Ryan, what if they lose to Tampa Bay? I mean, Tampa Bay has the then NFL's station. Then you put in Joe Flacco. You, you, I think you talk about it, but the thing is, if John Harbaugh he sort of hitches his wagon to Lamar, and maybe Lamar saves his job. I don't know if that's a done deal that he's gone no matter what. I don't know what JLC said most recently about that. But you're not keeping your job with Joe Flacco. Well, you can win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco and you're getting fired. JLC's latest is that if John Harbaugh doesn't get an extension, like a big extension from the Ravens, then he's just going to walk, or they're going to let him walk. We don't be a mutual parting of the ways, or whatever it is. Uh, they're not going to fire him at the end of the season. They'll let him resign, or, or you know, walk away. It'll be one of those weird terminology things. Um, but if you're if you're John Harbaugh and you want to show that you're the Ravens guy moving forward, then you do have to win with Lamar Jackson because he's the future of the franchise. You can't just kick him to the curb. But you know, Joe Flacco can get white hot and can do some weird stuff late in the season in the playoffs. When's the last time Joe Flacco got white hot? January Joe, man. We've yeah. seen him. We've January all seen him. January 2013 Joe. That's the last time he got hot. You haven't gotten hot four years later? I mean, like five years later? You can't. Well, you can do it. I'm just saying, look, I was, I felt this way last week. But I just think if you're going to roll, go all in with – and the offense is rolling. The offense, you can't do what you're doing now, have success running the ball, and then have Joe Flacco throwing check downs uh, on third and 14. But, I mean, you know, you can do it. it maybe it works. But you ain't beating the Chargers doing that. Probably not. All right. I I don't I I think the Ravens are lo- the Ravens lose to the Buccaneers. Anything's on the table against the Chargers. Losing to the Buccaneers. Probably not. I think that they'll win. Um, let's just wrap up this stupid, terrible division that people get annoyed with us spending too much time on. So let's not spend too much time talking about the Browns and the Panthers. Our, our listeners are like, you guys really do talk about the AFC North too much. I'm like, well, Sean's a Browns honk. And actually, I'm a Browns fan. I want to be a Browns fan, baby. Give me the Browns. I love the Browns. They beat my Panthers on Sunday. As I predicted, I said, hammer the Browns on the money line. It was never, it was just it was very close and the Browns barely won. Uh, but I got to tell you, man, Baker, if I, if I, right now, if I was doing a draft of, uh, and I gave this idea to one of our colleagues, I don't want to spoil her podcast that she's going to do it on um but uh if i was drafting um quarterbacks under the age of 30 mahomes one baker mayfield two give it to me i gotta yeah, think you can argue with that i don't know i just think i i love baker mayfield i am obsessed with baker mayfield he's might be like i, I get everybody's on mahomes i love mahomes i might like baker more than mahomes. would you rather have deshaun or baker baker Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. It's a great I question. like Sean a lot. Yeah, it's a tough question. Um, I will take Baker. I am all in on Baker Mayfield. I thought the throw he made at Jarvis Landry down the field early in that game it was a holy bleep moment. It's a, he was on the run. He makes a laser down the field. He throws with this like 
it just you could see like the confidence oozing out of the way he runs and the way he throws is crazy. And he, like he's not afraid of anything. He reminds me of Favre when he's sprinting down the field after he scores a touchdown. I am all in on Baker Mayfield. 18 of 22, 238 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Nick Chubb ended up scoring as well. Jarvis Landry rushed for a touchdown. Jarvis Landry uh, had a oh man, he had a monster game. Can you imagine not starting him? Can you imagine like starting Adam Humphreys over him? That would suck. Uh, and uh, the Browns starting James Washington over Evan Ingram. The Browns outplayed a sloppy Panthers team. Ron Rivera said some weird stuff after this game where he was sort of – like somebody was like, do you think it was a performance of certain players? He's like, you should probably go ask the, the, those players. It's like, <laughs> Ron's getting fired. I think Ron's gone. I think they're going to clean house. I think David Tepper's going to reboot things. And I think Cam Newton in the next um, 48 hours is going to be maybe placed on injured reserve and go have some shoulder surgery because he ain't healthy. Um, well, can I just ask you real quick about your under 30 draft? Where does Andrew Luck fit in? He's right there. He's 29. I know how old he is, but he's still trying. But, but like, is he ahead of Baker Mayfield or, uh, are you taking him ahead of Mahomes or is he behind Deshaun Watson? I'm just trying, I just want to, I need some clarity here. Luck would probably be third on the list for me. I would go yeah, Mahomes. Even get but ahead of Watson? Maybe. Watson's hey, he didn't even think this through. He just wanted to make some hot take. Mayfield's upset, too. Mayfield's upset from Myers, Myers' wife and then move on. <laughs> I think Shelly Smith even brought, or Shelly Smith, Shelly Meyer even brought my kid into it. She's like, I hope you don't teach that beautiful child these horrible it's, lessons. She said, are you really making fun of a brain cyst? For real? Shake my head. You should be ashamed. I didn't make fun of no, his sorry. brain cyst. Is that what she said? Did you find yeah, the tweet? she quote retweeted you saying, um, didn't mean this literally. Adrenaline and endorphins shooting through you can take pain away temporarily. And then she said the part about, you should be ashamed. Well, I literally got, I literally got a thousand, like at least a thousand. Do you mean, I mean, I, I mean, some of these DMs are like, like this one kid. I, I got, I got accused of this horrible thing, but did you see the numbers on my tweet, guys? No, I'm not talking about the numbers. On, no, I'm not talking about the numbers on my tweet. I'm talking about the numbers of people who like, who like, were like, you piece of bleep. Like, um, like, uh, this one guy, I can't, there's some kid with braces just blew me up and he's like, I was Sean. <laughs> His name's Billy Coble. He goes, I guess if you can make fun of someone that went through health problems, you should be okay with people coming around, coming after you. What goes around comes around, a-hole. Sincerely, <laughs> from everyone who's ever seen your Twitter page, your nose looks like a bleep, a, a D-I-C, and your child looks like a troll. Sucks Whoa. to be bleeped on for no reason, huh? Like, and this kid, I'm telling you, I will, I will say, like, I will, I will, I will post a picture of this little nerd. This kid is like no older than nine. He has braces. I'm going to put him in our Slack <laughs> chat. It's insane. I can't believe this kid was blasting me on Slack. It's absolutely out of, I'm glad I got to see. Close your, close your DMs. That would solve one problem. I should close my DMs anyway. Yeah, you look love look this. at this kid. Look at this kid. Love this. I don't you love this. That's the only reason anyone keeps their DMs open. I was panicking, man. I was like, I was like, are what you is- sure that's him or that's like not his, not his son or his daughter? Yeah, he's the guy behind. That kid's too spots. young to be on Twitter. No, he posed his pin pictures, a picture of him saying, "Thanks for the pic after our flight." This kid's. So is- are you taking this opportunity to apologize to Evan Myers? Is that what you're saying? No, I will not apologize. Down. I do feel bad about like upsetting a, a, a wife of talking about her husband and a mother and all that. Like that makes me feel bad, but I'm not. I'm not apologizing for it. Get out of here. If Urban wouldn't, if he was in a playoff, he'd be like, "I feel great. You won't believe it." All right. Anyway, moving along. This is gonna get clipped. And I'm gonna get yelled at for this. Uh, Sean nods his head. Uh, 
Panthers are done. Panthers are six and seven. They have to play the Saints twice. Adios, amigos. They also have Atlanta at home. Um, we've been Who's the favorite to get the Panthers job? John Harbaugh? Uh, JLC threw out on this podcast, McDaniels and Casario. Why not? All right. Why would yeah, you? Ends. Would you rather have the Panthers job or the Packers job? Packers. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Tepper is an owner. He seems – I don't know if he's hands-off or not. He seems certainly unhappy with the way things are going. But yeah, I don't know. There's more – I feel like there's – I don't know. That's a good – There's a good more question. talent I would over... take the Packers. I would take four years of Aaron Rodgers or however many years you're getting and just gamble you but can win. look, Kent was completing seven, how many – 70% this year before he got hurt. He was playing for – his shoulder fell off? Until his shoulder fell off. The, pro- can, the, prob- the, shoulder the problem is if you go to Green Bay and you don't – you don't miss the playoffs in your first year. I'll tell you that much. And I, you won't. You just let Aaron do what he wants to do, and you just sort of do what Philbin did today. You burn the challenges in the first two plays, and then you just go sit I'm, there. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I've done everything I can, Aaron. Well, let's go to that game. We'll come back to the Bengals in a minute. The, uh, the Packers beat the Falcons, um, pretty handily. I mean, this is a, this is a bloodbath. The Packers are five point favorites at home. They beat them 34 to 20. The game was not that close. Rodgers only had to throw, he threw 32 times, 21 to 32. Aaron Jones moved the ball pretty well. Devontae Adams had a big game, seven catches, 81 yards and a touchdown. Julio Jones is big. Matt Ryan had another monster game and a loss. What a surprise. Matt Ryan went enormous and a loss. Who could possibly believe that? And, uh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, the Falcons fell to four and nine. The Packers are five, seven, and one. There's a weird path for the Packers. If the Vikings go two and two, no, no, one and three, and the Packers go three and oh, uh, I think the Packers are going to make the playoffs. Just be scared of that a little bit, Sean. Um, you could potentially get Aaron Rodgers in Chicago for a wild card game. What would you think about you know that? What? This is what no I, I would, I would take it. Nah. Because it would, Sean, it would finally give the theirs and me a chance to get revenge on this weekend Packers team that isn't that good. I would rather play them than the Vikings. If you know who's flipping the, uh, the coin toss? Your Jay Cutler. They'll bring him out of the – Hell yes. Man. Sean, Sean, let me ask you this. Put the Bears in a situation, week 17, they're playing the Vikings. If they win, the Packers get in the playoffs. If they lose – the Vikings make the playoffs and the Packers are out. Do you think the Bears would maybe not throw the game but rest their starters just to make sure Aaron Rodgers doesn't get in the postseason? Because then if you're if they're the third seed, they'd, they'd be playing the Packers, who would presumably be the sixth seed in this mm-hmm. case. I'm I'm telling you, it's crazy that I'm two weeks removed of being terrified of Aaron Rodgers and talking about how I have nightmares of Aaron Rodgers is going to do to the Bears and ruin their season. Give me Aaron Rodgers and the pack this Packers team in the playoffs because I think this Packers team is terrible. I would rather play them than the Vikings, and it's just an easy way for the Bears to get rid of Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs and get that nice symbolic victory that I'll look back on 10 years from now about the time we finally vanquished Aaron Rodgers once and for all. Give me that game. If, if the Packers can sneak in, the problem is if the Packers sneak in, they're probably beating the Bears next week. Yeah. Yes. Would, yeah, yeah I mean, well, that's, that's your game right there. You vanquish them if you beat them so next I, week. Right, right. You're right. You're right. That's, that's where we – and I think and I think they will because I think week one was a long time ago. Totally different Bears team. We're gonna. I think we're not. We don't have to get into next week. If, if the, pa- if the Packers don't win out, if the Bears beat the Packers, it's over. The Packers are done, finished, and I'm out of the playoffs. Enough. If they go three and zero, I'm clipping that little whatever that little yeah, save that, rant gonna... was by Sean. What is it? What's the old statement, Ryan? The old the old axiom about the pride of the fall. Something. Um... I don't know. I've been in church in a while, but Sean's going to be the, the poster boy for that thing in about three weeks. The Bears pride, are beating the Packers by more than ten points. Two touchdowns. They're going to beat it by. Look at look at this guy. 
The Packers are not good. Swaggy McSteamboat is loose. God almighty. Two weeks ago, is chugging along <laughs> and is waiting. We are running over Aaron Rodgers. Look at this guy. Oh Go on. I, I give you credit for I'm, going. I'm running out of yeah. river metaphors. You know what you're not? You're underselling two words. Joe Philbin. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Joe Philbin in this game against the Falcons actually used up his first two, his only two, uh, 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 challenges, cause you only get two if you lose them both in the first minute and 23 seconds of the game, which is like, hey, I know I'm here auditioning for this job. However, I'd like to vomit on my suit really quick before I come into your office. Yeah, he's Costanza with a swishy suit walking around the restaurant. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, like, I don't know what to say about that. Like, the, I, I, we don't need to linger on this game. The, the, the Falcons are terrible. We'll say this quickly, though. We're not talking about Dan Quinn being terrible. He might get fired. Does that mean everybody in the NFC What's that? I think JLC said something on the pod like a month ago or two months ago yeah, about yeah, how yeah. Well, remember, they, the owner could make a move. The Falcons are the Falcons are hosting the Super Bowl this year in Atlanta, and oh, you, right, you yeah. always see where owners like. There's nothing more embarrassing for an owner. This billionaire that's like everybody's coming to his town, checking out his new stadium. They're like, so uh, Arthur, how's the uh, the team's pretty good this year? Huh? Oh, no, 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 you guys went uh, four and uh, four and twelve. That's not good, is it? Yeah, uh, like that's embarrassing. So you take your anger out on somebody. At least, at least they won their Super Bowl. Oh wait, wait, they, they didn't win that game. Which are you doing against the Patriots? Man, yeah. you are you are cocky tonight. I like it, Sean. I right. told you I was going to be smug, Sean, on this podcast. Smug, Smuggy steamboat. Smug the steamboat. <laughs> steamboat. <laughs> steamboat is just smugging along. Uh, we will smug right along to the uh, Colts and Texans. Actually, no, we'll stick with the Saints and Buccaneers first. The Saints and Buccaneers played, and I don't, I, I don't honestly know how the hell the, the Saints won this game by like twenty points. Because the Buccaneers were winning this game, and then all of a sudden you just turn around and and it's over. And, and, and the Saints blew him out. And that's the dangerous thing about Drew Brees. But this is a huge win for, for the Saints just to go down to Tampa, pick up the W, get out of town, get out, you know, play a sloppy game in weird weather conditions outside against a frisky divisional opponent that was trying to get back in the playoff hunt a little bit. And you go, you go and stuff them out and take care of business. The, uh, the Saints win 28 to 14. Anything you guys got on this game? Dirk Cutter's getting fired. Yeah, that's, that's a must. That's well, a must. you know, you mentioned they were sort of, Tiptoeing their way back into the conversation, and, and you know you have something to think about if they play Maybe well six, for six and seven. If they won this game, yes, they play well for sixty minutes. They were dominating this game early. Uh, Drew Brees looked like a thirty-nine year old who hadn't played quarterback in a while. They never really got the running game going, and then suddenly Tampa Bay just imploded. The weather was terrible early on, but I don't think it played a factor down the stretch. So yeah, they're getting fired. I don't know what you do with Jameis Winston. We, we still have to figure that out. I think he's due twenty something million. And his fifth year option, you got to. I don't. I really don't know what you do. I guess you bring him back. I guess you figure out who the coach is going to be and go from there. But they have a lot, a lot more questions than answers in Tampa Bay. You trade him to John Gruden. Can you get two first round picks for him? From John Gruden, maybe. That's what I'm saying. Can you get? Can you get the? No, pick? you can't get two first round picks for him. Would he give you the Bears and the Cowboys picks? Because no, no one's trading two first round picks for Jameis Winston. Don't forget, especially with this off the field second round pick. The fact that. Khalil Mack went for two first rounders and then Amari Cooper went for first rounders crazy when you look at it in the, uh, through the lens of Jimmy Garoppolo as a second rounder. Yeah, that is nuts. You can't get one first round pick. You can't be like, give me the Bears pick. It's number 25. I'll give you Jameis Winston. Give me 25th overall. Gruden will do that in a heartbeat. I don't think he's worth it, but yeah, he might do it. Yeah. As the resident special teams guru here, let me just say that the Buccaneers special teams were atrocious. 
We had Cairo Santos, or is it Chandler or Cantazero? I can't even remember. There's so many. Cantazero is with the Panthers now. Yeah, okay. he got signed because of good. Okay, yeah. so Cairo Santos came out. He missed two field goals, and one of them in the second half. You guys were talking about how this blown lead happened. The Buccaneers are up fourteen to three. They strip sack Drew Brees. They recovered at like the thirty yard line, thirty away, thirty yards away from scoring a touchdown. Line up for a field goal. Could have made it seventeen three. Cairo Santos misses. And then the Bucks' next possession, they let a punt get blocked, and their special teams was trash. And when you lose a game by special teams, that's that's about as embarrassing as it gets. That's when you should just fire the coach. That's when everybody's just hit rock bottom. Uh, it was ugly. Yeah, it's bad. Moving along to another game that I have listed right here, the Colts and Texans. And uh, we're going to talk about this in the Chargers-Bengals. We're going to speed through four terrible football games uh, to make sure we can't try and keep this thing uh, within a reasonable time. This is a huge game, man. Andrew Luck and the Colts went into the Houston, knocked off the Texans, who, by the way, as I pointed out in my picks, and I'm 4-0 and in the week, finally starting to get my groove here in, uh, in old week 14. Sean, are your picks falling apart yet? I knew they would. They fell apart last week. I went one and four, but I'm but I'm back to my mediocre self. I'm two and two, and I've got the Seahawks. I think ah, minus three. I got the Seahawks too. Nick Costas has the uh, needs to, the Vikings to go five and zero. I got the, I need the Seahawks to go five and zero. Colts win twenty four to twenty one. Andrew Luck twenty seven to forty one for three hundred ninety nine yards, two touchdowns, one pick. They couldn't get a run game going, but it's hard to run against the Texans. T. Y. Hilton owns the Texans. Okay, I mean he. I'm not gonna. I, as you know, I'm not gonna make owns a Texans joke because Bob McNair died. T.Y. Hilton has a really good record against the Texans. 14 career games against the Texans. He averages over 100 yards in those games. That's crazy. He had 12 targets, 9 catches, 199 yards. He lights this team up. They had no answer for him, and the Colts won this game to go to 7-6. and six. They are two games back of the Texans. The division is probably out of reach at this point, John, but they are very much in the wildcard hunt. In fact, they're the number 7 seed, uh, and if Baltimore slips, Indianapolis is the team primed to leap right in there, right? Oh, absolutely. I think we all love the Colts. We've been saying that. We were a little shocked when they got shut out by the Jags. Uh, but now, you know, this makes up for it. This was a huge win that they absolutely had to have. And, and you look at their schedule, you know, you already mentioned they play the Titans in that Week 17 game. That's going to be huge. But they get the Cowboys at home next week. And I think if they win that, the playoff spot's theirs. Because they have a Giants game they should win. And so, and the way Andrew Luck's been playing has just been like phenomenal. We could talk about luck all day. We could talk about T.Y. Hilton. Those guys really came through. But I think the most shocking thing in this game was just how awesome the Colts defense was. They sacked Deshaun Watson five times. And I think we all thought the Colts defense was going to suck this year. Maybe it was just me. Yeah. I don't know. I thought they were going to be bad. I think that's why I didn't think Andrew Luck was going to be good enough to have this offense outscore everyone. And all of a sudden, this defense has just been phenomenal. And uh, I think they're the best of the wild card contenders. They're the most balanced, which is why I like them the most. But does, um, do the Dolphins and the Titans actually have easier schedules? The Dolphins, the Dolphins have no. The Dolphins are at Minnesota, Jacksonville at home, and at Buffalo. So they'll be uh, favored in two of those games. Yeah, that's two and one best case. And then the Titans. Titans are Titans. Titans have the easiest. Well, the Texans right. have the easiest schedule. They're at the Jets, at Philly, Jacksonville at home. So they'll be favored in all three of those games. Um, the Titans are at the Giants, 
Washington at home and Indy at home. I just think the Titans are so like Jekyll Mushy and Hyde party. that you don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they could blow out the Jaguars or you know, lay an egg against the, the like. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Titans went to the Giants and lost next week. Yeah, I think the overarching point is that one of those three teams, all those three teams, arguably are better than the Steelers. And uh, to get to your previous point about the Steelers in dire, dire straits right now. Well, I mean, I, but here's the reality for those three teams, for those three teams, is that they're one of the Steelers and the Ravens are obviously going to win the AFC North. The Chargers are at ten and three, and they won. They beat the Bengals on Sunday. Are uh, are locked into the five seed more or less? They could catch the Chiefs, but the the Chiefs and the Chargers are going to be the one and the five seed no matter how it breaks out. Um, so these four teams, one AFC North team, and then the Colts, Dolphins, and Titans are basically scrambling for one spot. The Colts and the Titans play each other, so one of them is going to get a win in that game. Uh, it's it's going to be wild how that shakes out. I think it's going to be vastly more entertaining than the NFC side of things. Yeah, and in that sixth spot, they're all scrambling to probably play the Texans because I think we can all agree that that four seed is going to the AFC North winner, which means the Texans are almost certainly going to get the three seed and hosting, you know, whoever randomly ends up with that six spot. So, yeah, I better hope it's not the Colts. Well, there is just, a, there is a nightmare scenario for the for the six seed where you if the like if the Texans win out, and again, I think the Texans will be favored in all three of their games, and the Steelers beat the Patriots next week. That the Texans jump the, the Patriots and get the number two seed, and then whoever's the sixth seed has to go to New England on Wild Card Weekend. Good luck with that. But the good news is for the rest of the AFC, or the two, the number one and number two seed, is that at least the, the Patriots are playing one more game because yeah, you know sure. they, they cruise through this thing. So that that's at least something you can look forward to. No, for no, the, no. If you're if you're, I mean, like if you're the sixth seed, you'd rather go to Houston to play the Texans and go to New England. To play the Patriots, but if you're the if you're like you're the Chiefs, you are rooting hard for the Patriots to finish in that three seed and have, like you say, Ryan, have to play that extra game. Um, and then look, it, I was going to say in that scenario, Brinson, I think we know what happens. The Patriots get the three seed, the Ravens get the six seed. John Harbaugh runs Flacco and Lamar Jackson switches them every single play, and they pull off the upset with like 350 rushing yards. I would love the to see that in the first round. I would love to see Lamar Jackson in New England and just running the ball. Because that defense, they're not afraid to go to New England anyway. They can win there. They've done it before. Belichick and does Belichick have trouble with running quarterbacks. I know Nick Saban does. Doesn't he? Isn't that crazy? Uh, he's he's trouble with the Ravens. Ravens in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. I know he's trouble with the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, look, John Harbaugh go to New England and give a win a playoff game. He didn't care. Uh, remember that Ray Rice game after Wes Welker tore his ACL against the Texans? Yeah, of course. Uh, the last time they played there in the playoffs is when the the Patriots ran that play that no one Found knew. The rule book. <laughs> That's right. Didn't know the rule book. And, right. Uh, <laughs> John Hartwell wasn't happy about that. I mean, we got uh, we got miles of content out of that game too, just for that rule book. Like the, the Harbaugh was Lee just dropped a pass, and then what happened with the field Bill, goal? Billy, Billy Cundiff missed a field goal. Right. Ray Rice had the long touchdown run. There's a lot of history there. I mean, like it's it's. I, I would like to see Baltimore at New England in a wild card weekend, and uh, the Chargers at the Steelers would be freaking awesome. That's a good set of wild card games. That's it's CBS. I'm calling Ravens. it now. The Steelers get in and win the Super Bowl. That's impossible because the Bears are winning the Super Bowl, Ryan. So I don't know how that's going. really, really, really quick. I think, um, I think we should appreciate that the worst and the dumbest winning streak in NFL history, which was the Texans' nine-game winning streak, came at an end in a really dumb way, equally dumb way to measure up with all their wins, which was Jadavion Clowney jumping off sides on the third and one hard snap, um, the snap count play. Um, and, I, and I'm just thankful for one, the Texans did not go 13 in a row to make the playoffs. 
because then we'd have to actually take them seriously as a Super Bowl contender. Now we don't have to because you look at their schedule. I think they might just win out. They, yeah, they probably yeah. will win oh, out. By the, by, the, by the way, the teams that they the teams they collectively. Salty Sean. I thought the Texans were actually playing better down the last two or three weeks. I, I, I agree, but they, they're not good enough to win 13 straight games in their playoffs. The teams they beat in those nine wins were like a combined 47, 53, and two, I think, or something like that. Uh, by the way, do you think, what do you think was dumber, the, the way Jadavion Clowney ended the game, or did you see the way that the 49ers ended the game? Cause a lot of people didn't, uh, if you didn't have three TVs going, you probably wouldn't have watched it. I happened to have the 49ers and Broncos on, uh, one of my, one of my three TVs, and, uh, people were watching like the other exciting games. The four 49ers, this is very surprising given that Kyle Shanahan was the coach. So they're kneeing out to end the game against the Broncos. And Nick Mullins, on fourth down, snaps the ball and takes a knee with four seconds left in the game. Like, he 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 thought the game was over, and he turned the ball over on downs and gave the Broncos a free hail mary, and they almost kind of broke one like on a, on the lateral play. It would have been the single most embarrassing and humiliating loss uh, in the history of football. Uh, it didn't happen though, but the Broncos are basically eliminated. I saw a lot of chatter that this might have been the real coup de gras for old uh, for old Vance Joseph. Um, basically, Denver should have been in that game. They were pretty close, two of fifteen and third down. The yeesh. Uh, Tim Patrick was their leading receiver. <laughs> uh, Royce Freeman. They couldn't get Philip Lindsay going. They, you know, Case Keenan was bad. Uh, they got carved up by George Kittle, who they gave up 210 yards. Carved to. up is not even fair. Yeah, to, I mean, he didn't have a catch in the second half, and they gave up 210 yards to him. Uh, I think if you're the Broncos, you reboot because when you start looking at the advanced metrics and the Broncos are top 10 in DVOA on offense and defense and you still law and you still finish six and seven or like you're going to finish six and 10 or something like that. I don't know. To me that that's, that screams it's time to find a, a better coach. Yeah. It usually comes down to a player too. And sometimes some bad luck. I don't maybe, I mean, John Elway may not like Vance Joseph, but I don't know if it's worth how many times you want to keep resetting. They just hired the guy. A year they need to find a quarterback. That like that takes on a bigger and who's, priority. Than that's a coach. right. Who, who's been whipping on quarterbacks the last five years? Do you, Bradley, Bradley Chubb, by the way, had two more sacks, so he's um, at twelve now. The record is fourteen and a half by Javon Curse. Rookie record is fourteen and a half in, in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, is it? I mean, like, if Chubb finished with fifteen sacks, is it worth passing on for a quarterback? Wait, they, what? They could have had Josh Rosen. They it depends who they who they get this year because they're without. I mean, I guess. They're six and seven, but they may not actually get a high high enough pick. I don't I don't know enough about quarterbacks. The draft. The draft, draft class is bad. Draft class is not great it's for bad. quarterbacks. So I mean, yeah, if you want Josh Rose, should have taken him. When did they pick? Oh, they picked what top five last five. year? Five. Right? They had five overall. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, I don't know. Sam Darnold looks like garbage, but that's because there's no one around. Nah, Darnold him. looks. Darnold looks fine. Rosen looks. You Rosen and Darnold and Mayfield and Lamar Jackson and I think Josh Allen. They've all popped. They all look. They all look like they could be good. I, my hot take is that they're all going to be good. Do who would you pick as defensive rookie of the year? Breach. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, Darius Leonard, Bradley Chubb, or the Derwin Derwin James. Yes, thank you, Brian. I would take. I, you know, I was just talking about that Colts defense. I would go Darius Leonard. I just, I just feel like they threw him in there. All of a sudden, that defense was awesome. The Broncos' defense was already good, and Chump has been tearing it up. Uh, so put him probably at two. And obviously, Derwin James, he he's been playing phenomenally. But I, I would do Darius Leonard. That I would give him my vote right now. I don't have a vote, so you sorry vote. if you're listening, Darius Leonard. But you have a vote, Sean. Who would you say? You can't say Roquan Smith. I'll punch you. 
Well, I, I wouldn't say Rokon Smith, but I do think he was worth at least a mention on that group. No. Um, I think I think Leighton Van Der Esch, I think he will win just because he plays for the Cowboys. Mm. And I think he's worthy. Ryan? No, I, I love Darius Leonard. By the way, he played at South Carolina State where Javon Hargrave plays at the nose tackle for the Steelers, who is also one of the best young player, defensive players in the league. I don't know what's going on at South Carolina State, but they're doing something right. I love Van Der Esch. He's balling out. I love Derwin James. He's like Cam Chancellor. Uh, all these guys that the Steelers uh, tried to get and couldn't, so I would give it to all three of them. I, I think they're the answer's Chubb, it, you clowns. The answer's Chubb. There's only one award, Wilson. You can't just break up. It's not a piece of pie you can just hand out to people. If, Chubb, socialist. if Chubb finishes with 15 sacks, he'll get the award. Otherwise, I think Van Der Esch will get it's it. Fine, but I mean, Sean's point stands. I need a quarterback. Derwin yeah. is Derwin should not have fallen to where he did at 17. That's the craziest part about it. He's yeah, I know. Uh, people been tweeting that for nine months now. We yeah, get it. They, I've been tweeting on the day of the draft. <laughs> Derwin's going to get it for the for the Chargers who beat the Bengals. Jeff Driscoll tried his hardest, John, but unfortunately he couldn't come through for your Cincinnati Bengals. They are toast. Hugh Jackson's your next head coach. Marvin Lewis is going to move to the front office, and um, you're probably going to trade A.J. Green and, and Andy Dalton, so that's good for you. Uh, they, they tried hard, though. They gave the, they gave the Chargers a scare. Hey, look, I, we talk about the AFC North for so long because I always get sucked into a, a long-winded, uh, heartbroken talk about the Bengals. I'm not going to do it this week because I was excited. I saw A.C. Slater at the game. I didn't know he was on TV. I didn't know he was a Chargers fan. They were Mario Lopez? Him. Mario Lopez. So that got me excited for watching the game. And I thought I was going to turn this game off within 15 minutes. I thought the final score was going to be 61 to seven. And like you just said, the Bengals were watchable. It was interesting. It took them 14 weeks. They finally figured out what they need to do on offense. And that's give the ball to Joe Mixon as often as possible. I don't care if the quarterback's Jeff Triscoll, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, or Ben Roethlisberger, whoever is the Bengals quarterback, the game plan should always be to give the ball to Joe Mixon. Uh, and you know what? The Chargers slept walk through this game, and I don't care because it was entertaining. This game didn't tell me anything about the Chargers other than that they could sleepwalk and beat another NFL team. Uh, so I don't think really learned anything here except that, you know, this was the only watchable Bengals game there's been in two months. They were looking ahead to the Chiefs game. Let's look ahead to another. Do you think the Patriots, John, were looking ahead? I totally forgot to include this game at the top, so I apologize for that. Um, do you think the Patriots were looking ahead on the final play when they stuck Rogromkowski in at, at safety at the back of the end zone and allowed Kenny Drake to go 69 yards for a touchdown? Uh, do you think they were looking ahead to the Steelers, or did they just make a mistake? What in the heck was that? Oh, like, how did that even happen? We have Rob Gronkowski playing as your far back safety. Now, let me just paint this picture because I'm sure everybody has seen this miracle Miami Dolphins play by now. They're at their own 31 yard line. They have one play to go 69 yards and that's it. So Bill Belichick decides to play some sort of Hail Mary defense. First of all, it's been raining all day. Ryan Tannehill is playing on one leg because he has foot stepped on. There's a 0% chance he can throw a ball 75 yards into the air. There's no reason your Hail Mary defense should be out there. Uh, and, and so the Dolphins did exactly what I think everyone except for Belichick thought the Dolphins were going to do, which was throw a pass and hope a bunch of laterals work. So it just blew my mind that they had the wrong defense out there. And the Patriots, it was just I mean, this is a team that blocked two punts in this game. Tom Brady threw for 358 yards and three touchdowns, and they lost. Like, this is the first time ever the Patriots have lost a game where Brady threw for over 350 with no interceptions. So it was just like an improbable loss. The Patriots made a bunch of horrible decisions. They botched the clock at the end of the first half. Goskowski missed oh, an right. extra point in a field goal. I mean, 
it was just mistake after mistake after mistake. There was no reason the Dolphins should have even been a position to pull off a miracle play. So this was just a disaster uh, if you're New England. Should they uh, fire Bill Belichick? Yes. <laughs> Seriously, though, any other coach, that's all we're yelling and screaming. And people act like Bill Belichick doesn't ever make terrible decisions. He made a bunch of them in that game, and John hit on just about all of them. I totally forgot about the end of the half. Where that's Brady, like Brady, though, end of the half. And the first half's on Brady, and the second half is on Belichick. Yeah. But hey. I mean, at the end of the day, people are blaming the coach when, when the mistakes are made. So, you know, he's not perfect. Tannehill will throw it. Oh, it froze. Hold on. This is going well. I thought it was going to be Philip. Or will it? Miami running around. Circling. Oh, look out. Gronkowski didn't have the angle. But there it was. That was the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know what? I should I should be better about this. I should be having uh, the, that clip ready to play at the beginning of it. Anyway, they did a lateral play. Yeah, Belichick screwed up, and that's a great point, Ryan. If anybody else does that, they're getting screamed at left and right. I also think at the end of the game, they kicked a field goal go- to go up five with 25 seconds left, and the Dolphins had no timeouts, and they were at the four yard line, and they were up by two. I think they should have just went for it because if you get the touchdown, the game's over. If you don't get it, the Dolphins are at the four-yard line with 25 seconds left. You can just play the sidelines defense and, and tackle no them in bounds. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to have time to stop it at the 35 and spike it, most likely. They're not going to get all the way down there. And they're probably – Gronk's not going to be on the field in that play because Belichick's not going to think about the Hail Mary. So I think that was the mistake. I think a five-point lead in that situation was kind of pointless. Sean, you know what's happening and- there? Sean, Josh, I was playing Game of Thrones, getting rid of Belichick. Sean, I got to tell you something. You need to do this. You're writing that little coach story thing you do. I I haven't written that in like a month. But Are you not writing that anymore? You, but you're you're really in the loop here. The I mean, we right. We have, you know you know what you know when we talked about this it was on that conference call that you you kept having your camera at the wall because you were saying you were getting dressed for TV. I think it shows you weren't really even there for the conference call. Um, you're acting like I'm a diva or something. What's up with that? What's your What's your point? Wilbur. I was going to say, you're not writing your blasting the coach thing anymore? Oh. Uh, it, 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 I think we did it for three weeks total. It, it wasn't a hit. We tried. We're retiring it. Some so, things, some good ideas yeah. just to put the... So you've been fired from Coach Killers too, huh? I fired myself from it. Yeah. But I feel like if you bring it back and say Belichick should be fired, yep. it would blow up. Yep. Yeah. And the right thing idea. is that bringing up what you just said about the end of the game, the second half. So the Patriots had the ball first and goal at the seven-yard line. And let me just say that what Belichick did there, if Jason Garrett had done that and and blown the game like that, it would be nonstop. Everyone will be talking about it. We would want Jason Garrett fired tonight. I mean, the Patriots had first and goal at the seven-yard line with under two minutes left, and they ran the ball three straight times. It's like Belichick was just trying to run out the clock instead of even trying to get a touchdown. So, and, and the Dolphins had one timeout. They used it after the first down, and, and that's how the Patriots ran it down to 20 seconds and kicked the field goal. And obviously, Belichick didn't think they were going to score. But, I mean, that's just, why aren't you going for a touchdown and putting the game away? You know, you go up nine. Uh, it, it's game over. There's no miracle in Miami. So, this was just one of the worst games Belichick has coached in, in a while. Like, I can't even remember. I guess we'll give him a slide. We'll give him a pass. But you know this this I won't. this was an ugly one for him. It's what? important. It's important, Sean, that you don't be a Jason Garrett style coward well, here. You need to write this at, story. Oh well, I was since you're calling me a coward, I was about to come with the take, which was 
at what point are we allowed to start saying Tom Brady's a little bit washed? Because he has not been that good this year. The mistake he made at the end of the first half, which was taking sacked. a sack inside the five-yard line. Six. What's that? He got sacked. He didn't throw a pick six. He's 100 years old. I understand that. He had like four seconds in the pocket. Everyone knew the sack was coming once you hold the ball for three seconds. He needs to just throw the ball away there. He knows he doesn't have any timeouts. That's just not a mistake we see Brady make. If you look at his stats, they're not updated from today's game, but his his touchdown percentage is his lowest since 2013. His interception percentage is his highest since 2013. You see all around the league, all these other teams having these offenses where we talk about every week, it's the, like the most historically great passing season in NFL history. And Brady hasn't been bad, but he hasn't taken that step forward that we've seen everyone else. They run the ball a lot, too. Their offense isn't like it was in 20, 2007. 40, Sean, if you're going to argue that Tom Brady's washed up, I wouldn't say you should do it after the game where he threw for 358 yards and three touchdowns. That's just me being more bold. See, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not just waiting for him to ba- have a bad game and cherry pick it. He, he had the best game in a while, but. That's my way of putting it. I just don't. You mentioned, Ryan, that they're running well more. Do you put then maybe blame on everyone else has kind of progressed forward offensively and the Patriots are still kind of running the same offense, you know? That offense works. I think the offense, their defense has not been great for. Not been at a high level since the Rodney Harrison days. I don't know how well they're doing this year in court in terms of DVOA. They're not going DVO, they're DVOA. They're actually really highly ranked in points allowed, uh, which probably well, speaks to them running the ball a lot and just having. I don't think anyone has any issue with what Josh McDaniels is doing with that offense. I just think they don't play well in, in Miami. Brentson looks yeah. bored. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> bored. I'm just thinking about, I'm like, all right, how much time will it take to clip these things out and send them to old takes exposed and just like let him just. I will blast say this and reach it up to the beginning. Again. My favorite part of that game was. Rob Gronkowski trying to trying to uh, track down Kenyon Drake. He had no, absolutely no. I thought he was going to tear both ACLs when he stumbled there. <laughs> it is. I mean, like I saw a Bill Simmons point this out. He's like, "Did did do you really think that Ryan Tannehill was going to throw it seventy five yards for a hail mary? Like, Gronk's there to bat the ball down. He's not there to play safety and guard. Like put Patrick Chung back there. You know, an actual Run safety around with his RoboCop arm on. I mean, come yeah. on, that's not going to happen. Do you th- do you think hot take? Do you think Rob Gronkowski allowed? Uh, him to score just <laughs> yes. a 69 yard touchdown. Hey, speaking of, by the way, in all seriousness, Ted Larson, shout out to Ted Larson, NC State legend, laying down the big pick. What? Bears legend. Not really. So is Mike Clinton. Bears by legend. the way, Gronk, neither Gronk nor Brady will be back next year. That's not, my other hot take. I think that's, I think that, that might be right. I think Brady might Wait, be. wait. So me saying Brady might be kind of washed is. He's 41. Is he's 41, Sean. He's 41. That's exactly my point. That's why we can talk about that fact that he is. He's not bad, but he's not. He's declining. The age thing is creeping in. He might. And also, Gronk also declining. Gronk is That play That's in particular rapid. showed how he has no burst left. That play like showed he has no he's acceleration. Safe. That's what that play showed. Right. But it also showed he used to have some acceleration. And nowadays, it, he needs to get going for 10 yards until he can outrun people. They're trying and to. You still try to change direction. He almost tore his ACL. You talked about it. They're trying to turtle up and get that two seed and get to the postseason and then just try and put together a run. Because that's what they can do. Like Gronk, which is why it's so stupid to have Gronk out there in the first place. Like, don't let him get hurt on batting out a ball against the freaking Dolphins. But they knew how important that game was because they had the Steelers left. They're going to. They're going to go two and one, worst case scenario, down the stretch. You got the Jets and the Bills, 
right? So you're going to, you know, if you're New England, you're going to get to 11 and 5, but that's not enough to beat, you're not going to catch the Chiefs, that's off the table, uh, but that might not be enough to hold off the Texans. So you needed this game pretty badly. They want to be able to get that by, they want to be able to make a run, and they want to be able to try one last hurrah. They see it ending. They know it's coming. Father time waits for no one, Sean. That's why Ryan's been through per- puberty twice on this podcast. Tannehill missed like half the season with a shoulder injury. I still can't believe Belichick thought he was going to throw a 75-yard hail, man. Trump, like, None of it makes sense. Tannehill, by the way, what's his record this year as a starter? It's it's pretty freaking good. Wait, quarterback wins? We're, uh, Captain we're, quarterback we're wins here? Well, I mean, I think it's fair to judge the Dolphins when they've not had Brock Osweiler starting for them. Who hasn't been terrible? All right, we so got, we got, five and three. Beat the Chicago five and three. Five and three. He always, that's all he does. All right, give me something interesting from Giants Redskins. Saquon went bonkers. Yeah, the Redskins, did. here's the thing we, we should probably mention. Uh, the reason they started Mark Sanchez is because he knew the offense. He knew 15 <laughs> plays or whatever last week when they got, got, got punched. And then he, I guess, presumably knew more than that. He, he knew so many plays this week, he got benched for Josh jo- uh, Johnson. The first overall pick. Of the whatever the San Diego team is in, in the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, he came in and lit up the Giants in, in garbage time but, by running uh, a read option offense that he'd learned hey, after being signed off the street. It's insane. You're literally letting your division-winning football team burn to the ground, Dan Snyder, over political ass like decision making and hubris. Screw you, as I said on Friday. Screw you, Redskins. Screw you right in the face. I had tickets to the Redskins over at seven wins. I had tickets to the Redskins to win the NFCs. And you're burning them to the ground because you won't sign Colin Kaepernick. I hate you. Bruce Allen can tell his contemporaries that he did the right thing, even though they work up my dog. torpedoed their chances of, uh, of a playoff. And, and maybe that's more important to him. I don't know, but it seems to be based on his actions. No NFL team ever does this. They will go to any lengths to win football games. Right. Like, like they will sign mass murderers. If Lawrence it means- Phillips. Right. I mean, how many chances did he get? Rest they in should peace. Be, they should be saying, signing Jay Cutler tomorrow. Hey, he's better God, than Mark damn Sanchez. It, Sean. We had a good thing going. You ruined it with a Jay Cutler reference. Um, Jay Cutler. Have you seen Jay Cutler's hair? Looks great. He looks like, he looks like. His hair's, you're just coming, like waking up to the Did you see the new hair that I put in Slack? I did not see it. You haven't seen it? What do you, wake up? Was it on, was it on KCAV's Instagram? Hashtag stay woke, Sean. Look at it. He looks like Lyle Lovett did a bunch of heroin. Go look at it. It's pretty cool. Um, he does. Did you not see it, Ryan? He's like super skinny and like long hair now, Jay Cutler. It's crazy. Oh my god! Oh, see, I told you he's got he's got that Brady hair that Brady had for like that season. This is not what our podcast listeners want. All right, yeah, let's, Sa- let's, Saquon Barkley went nuts. Fourteen carries, one hundred and seventy yards. Also caught four balls for twenty seven yards. He was awesome. Eli Manning fourteen to twenty two, one ninety seven, three touchdowns. Kyle Aletta came. Eli's in. coming back. Eli's a hundred percent coming back. That is that's not even a storyline anymore. It's just a factual factual statement. Uh, two more games to get to. Jets and uh, Cardinals and Lions. Screw you, Cardinals. Screw you, too. I had two money line parlays involving the Cardinals, which, my fault there. That's my bad. I didn't get the 49ers in on time, so the game started. Um, but neither here nor there. Um, the Cardinals didn't come close to covering, and uh, they didn't come close to winning. They're a trash team, and Steve Wilkes needs to be fired because that's the least inspiring team I've ever seen. Did you see the final drive? The, 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 so the, the Cardinals go down and get a field goal, cut it to 10-3. to three. They get within a touchdown. It's like, all right, make a stop, get the ball back in Rosen's hands, maybe make some kind of miraculous touchdown pass. They gave the ball back to the Lions. The Lions ran a seven-play, four-minute drive 
that featured seven Zach Zitter runs and ended in the end zone. It was, it was soul crushing and humiliating and Steve Wilkes should have been fired for that alone. Uh, there is no reason to bring back Steve Wilkes. I say you fire him and hire maybe Todd Bowles. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I'll say what I always say about the Cardinals. They were 8-8 eight eight last year without a quarterback and a very good defense, and something went terribly wrong. Steve Wilkes is a bad coach. I think he's a very good man. He's I wonder been, how he got hired. He's been, he's I mean, been, he must have been doing fine in Carolina as a defense coordinator. He's, great. he's a good defensive coordinator. He's a good man. He's very nice to one of my, my relatives, but he is not a Are good you coach. jacking him up like this? So uh, add him to the list along with uh, Urban Meyer. Got it. Uh, speaking of Todd Bowles, the Jets uh, beat the Bills. Did anyone watch this game? I didn't see a second of this game. So a little bit of it. Josh Allen, uh, your boy, had some ups and downs. Had a terrible fumble, but also played okay. I mean, I asked last week, it was he, who would you rather have, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? I think Lamar Jackson took the lead this week. But half did you see some... Josh Allen last week? You yeah. did see Josh Allen yeah. last week. Okay. There's some real interesting like uh, um, discussions to be had about like the way Josh Allen is treated. Lamar Jackson are treated like relative to their stats and what they're doing. Like I don't think Lamar Jackson is mistreated. Do you? No, I just think that I mean, look, I don't one, think people are giving Josh Allen a break. One, one guy Allen. is an inaccurate quarterback who relies on his legs too much, and the other guy is a Heisman Trophy. I don't know. I mean, like you tell me, Josh, I mean, Josh Allen's an inaccurate quarterback who runs. Like he runs. That's what everyone, everyone, but uh, but Pete Prisco says that. Right. Like no he, one's a Josh Allen fan. I don't feel like. No, I'm saying that like Josh Allen gets. I don't know. Lamar saying he is the short end of the stick. No, I'm saying Lamar Jackson does. People are like, yeah, Lamar Jackson can't be a great quarterback. It's like Josh Allen should have been talked about the same way as Lamar Jackson was during the draft, which was this is a guy with really good raw attributes but needs time right. to hone them, and he's not a sure thing with his development in mind. Right. Oh, people were crushing jo- – everyone but Prisco was crushing Josh Allen. <laughs> right, 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 right. But, yeah, but, but Josh Allen was treated as like, oh, he could – like. He's like strapping. Looks like a quarterback. It's like okay, he's white oh, and he's fair. thick. All right, like like yeah. Lamar Jackson that's... just is black and skinny. Like they're the same. Okay. No, they're that's the same, fine. They're the same it, player. Deeper than that, I think more people were on the Lamar Jackson bandwagon than the Josh Allen, except for Prisco. Who? What's the thing he says about the convicts or whatever? The the bartenders. Whoa! <laughs> he's throwing the bartenders to bouncers. Yeah, that's. I want I want to hear Ryan's analogy. With I couldn't. I knew it was some. He's action. an alpha male. He's an alpha male. Uh, all right, we're approaching an hour and a half of this podcast. This is oh, God. God. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. I got to work. It's, this this got out of hand. Ramon Foster and Ian McKenzie, the leading receivers for the Bills. Robbie Anderson. Uh, Sam Donald actually a pretty good let a game-winning drive. I like this quarterback class. They're a bunch of good guys. All right, anything to add before we get out of here? Big Sean, steamboat milk take of the week. What you got? Um... Brady's washed. Bears no, the I've, Super Bowl. no, I've got a, I've got. It, it's it's been a good week for me. I'll just say that you had a nice Bears win, a win I thought I saw coming. Glad they proved everyone wrong. You had Arsenal play three games in a week, and they got seven points out of those games. Kudos to Arsenal, Lucas Torreira, a legend. And third, I think I, <laughs> let's start a little Twitter campaign here. Ryan's in breach, and Brent are all giving me looks here. I'm just gonna talk through it. Um. Felicity Jones, wonderful actress, said that she would like to play Jen Erso again from Rogue One. Oh my gosh. She obviously so... dies in Rogue One, but there's room for a prequel series. Disney's <laughs> making a ton of TV shows, a ton of movies right now. I say we get band together Twitter. We make them bring back Jen Erso. Make them bring back Felicity Jones as Jen Erso. Let's get it done. Could you hear I would rather quit Twitter. I would rather quit Twitter than be a part of this Twitter campaign. All right, Bruce, you... but if it happens, you're not allowed to watch. Did you hear the uh, the picture being taken? 
Could you hear the picture? Uh, I hope it was a breach of space. He, I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, I took, I took a screenshot of what was happening. And Sean's like, uh, as we move on to the. I knew I was going to get killed for it. This entire hour and a half, I've just been thinking about, do I do it? Do I do it? You know what? I'm going to lean into it. It's my milk take. I, it's my 30 seconds. Your milk Let's bring take. back Felicity Jones this year or so. Do oh, it, man. The right That's all I've got. Great stuff, guys. As always, thanks for doing the podcast. We'll be back next week for Sean Wagner. for Steve. For John Breach, Ryan Wilson, and Steamboat McGuff. I'm Will Brinson. Talk to you guys tomorrow.